everyone. Before we get started, we wanted to let you know about our venue consulting. We have broken up our offerings into four distinct needs, design, sales and client experience, marketing, and those all-important SOPs. You can take advantage of one or all of these tricky spots for your venue. If you want to learn more and get a few more details, head on over to hustleandgather.com to see how we can work together and reach your venue goals. All right, let's get to today's show. Welcome to Hustle & Gather, a podcast about inspiring the everyday entrepreneur to take the leap. I'm Courtney. And I'm Dana. And we're two sisters who love business. On this show, we talk about the ups and downs of the hustle and the reward at the end of the journey. We know all of the challenges that come with starting a business. Between operating our wedding venue, doing speaking and consulting, and starting our luxury wedding planning company, we wake up and hustle every day. And today, we're talking, just the two of us, about last week's episode with Morgan Montgomery, co-owner of the boutique rental company Paisley & Jade. If you haven't heard last week's episode, go give it a listen and come back to hear our thoughts. All right, Courtney, let's get started. One, I love Morgan. I love talking to her every time I see her. We have a relationship with her outside of this podcast via NACE. Yes. 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 Small nice plug. If you're in the event industry, you join nice. Yes. Drink the Kool-Aid. It'll be good. But what was your, what was your biggest takeaway speaking with Morgan? So I really loved her talk on uh, risk tolerance. Mm -hmm. She talked a little bit about um, her level of risk tolerance, how it was like probably slightly higher than the average person. So kind of speaking on, on that, also talking about a partnership that may not be quite as risk tolerant as you are, I felt like really resonated. Yeah, I agree. I definitely think that, I mean, a lot of people know like our story that we had lunch at Bear Rock Cafe and yep. Courtney, we, I was wedding shopping for a venue and we didn't find one we really loved and yada, 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 same old, same old. But really the true part of the story is that I did not take Courtney seriously. I was just eating my sandwich and was like, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever, because Courtney is a dreamer and I'm just not. I am a reality person. I see things very black and white. I am not a gray at all. That's accurate. And so for me, I I my I'm not very risk adverse. So then Courtney came back to me like two days later. I was like, so our friend Megan's getting married and we're gonna plan her wedding. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? She's like, remember we had lunch at Bear Rock and like this is what we're doing. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. This is what we're doing. But I didn't give up my job. I mean, we mm-hmm. didn't quit. It wasn't like, I was like, this will be a fun hobby, I guess. Yeah. And then it turned into so much more than a fun hobby. Yeah. But I, I totally love that. Cause I feel like to me, like that's like the sweet spot mm-hmm. of Dana and I is it's like the yin and the yang. And maybe for like Morgan and Perkins as well, we're like, Hey, like I had this amazing idea. It has to work out. It's going to be fine. And you're actually like, no, it doesn't have to work out, but to safeguard against it working out, yeah. maybe we should do X, Y, Z. And I'm like, huh, you're right. Maybe we should do X, Y, and Z. So I guess the question is entrepreneurship. Is it more successful with a partnership than with as a single person just saying, I'm going to do this? Yeah. I mean, is that your, was that your, that was not my takeaway. I'm just elaborating on the conversation. No, I, uh, I think that there are definitely like trials that come with a partnership. Like Dana speaks all the time about like having to share your paycheck with a partner. Like, yeah, I know that sounds like a lot of money, but try splitting it in two. (laughs) Right. Uh, which is true. Uh But at the same time, like I'm even like just take 2020, for example, Mm -hmm. which is like just literally one microcosm of our business. We've been in business for what? Like 15 years Mm -hmm. now or something like that. 
Well, you just said you're about to celebrate 15. your 15-year anniversary. So we've been together as business partners for 15 years. And just even like looking at 2020, there's so many times that I'm thinking, thank God that I have like a partner to refer to or even on a phone call with a client where I'm like, I can't give you that answer because I need to talk to my partner. I can't make this whole decision. Right. And it's like a scapegoat. It's a, scapegoat. It's a sounding board. You like get to a get out of the emotion, I think, right. a little bit and you get a little bit more to the meat of things. Mm-hmm. So I love the idea of a partnership, like just for those like super practical purposes in general. Right. It's so funny because we, a couple of days ago, we're doing a branding shoot and um, one of our favorite hair makeup people were doing her makeup and she is really good friends with another wedding planner and venue owner in the industry. And I was just asking like how she was doing because I hadn't caught up with this planner in a while and I was like, I really need to call her and chat with her. And she's like, oh, she was so stressed about this open house. She's like, she called me a thousand times, like, you know, and I was like, yes, it's fine. And she had proofread her emails. I was like, oh, so basically you're her partner. And she goes, yes, I am her partner. (laughs) And and I think that that is sometimes the beauty of, of being in an industry where you recognize that to have a successful event, you really have to, it's a team effort. And I think with entrepreneurship, a lot of times it has to be a team effort and it may not be someone who maybe has financial uh, stock in your company, but it's someone that you trust and you value and that you see yeah. as that sounding board. And so to me, if I was by myself in 2020 and I had to deal with the hell of the clients, the very few we've had, like 99% have been fantastic. But the 1% that make you stay up at night and you have to have these hard conversations with, I don't think I would have been like, I can make the decision because I'm the boss and be like, well... I had to take it back to my board (laughs) and the board may very well be some random friend that I have who knows nothing about my business. It may be my husband, but I think there is a lot of safety in that as well. Absolutely. And creating those, not real partnerships, but partnerships. Yeah. I think it's like nice to have someone to reflect off of and like, and someone to talk you down off the ledge. Like sometimes you just need to be talked down and be like, this is, not all like going to hell in a handbasket. Right. Like this is, this is resolvable. Right. right? right. And like, this is what I was thinking. And this right. is what I was thinking. You can come to a, a middle, a middle ground. What was your biggest takeaway from that? Honestly, yeah, I just right off the bat, it was the realization when she talked about um, getting fired or demoted from every job and, you know, knowing Morgan looking at her, you're like, yeah, I could totally see that. Not because she isn't a great employee, but because she has so much passion and heart Mm -hmm. and you can tell she, she just emotes an entrepreneur. So to me, the question that really came to my head are some people just simply unemployable because they're not meant to be employees. They're meant to be a boss. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I've never gotten fired from a job. Let me just put that out there. Like I have left every job. I've never gotten fired. Mm, I'm not fired. I've had very strong talking to when I was a teacher one time. I did have a very strong talking to as a teacher, but I was calling that principal on the carpet. It was ridiculous. <laughs> same principal, by the way, it, it was, was very, very odd. He was our, our middle school principal. He moved to the high school principal. So we had and it's not experience. even in the same town. It's like, right. Was, Apex. Was Raleigh. Yes. It was just bizarre. It's just a very bizarre and thing he was where like, he was my principal and Dana's principal. Like, Are you Courtney Hopper's sister? And I said, yes. He goes, oh. Yeah. <laughs> that Maybe one. that's why I had to start talking to. You ruined <laughs> probably, it for me. I probably, that's true. <laughs> yeah, no, I I do think that. Like, I I never thought that, like, personally. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not employable because I'm too entrepreneurial in spirit. Um, but I definitely always had, like, the side hustles going. Like, mm-hmm. it couldn't just be what I was doing because it wasn't fulfilling enough. 
Um, but in the hiring process, mm-hmm. like as we've hired several people, there are several people that have come across our desk or mm-hmm. we've interviewed and I'm like, mm, like, I don't want to invest in you. Like I can tell that what you really want to do is go off and do your own thing. And I mean, and to be clear, like we are not squashers of dreams. So it's not that I look at somebody and say, okay, if I employ you, you're going to steal all my secrets and you're going to become this amazing wedding planner or venue owner because we're actually a very open book and uh, probably not very like proprietary in how we do things. Not at all. (laughs) I mean, I don't know, maybe we should be, but we're not. Um, <laughs> but the, really what it comes down to, it's the exhaustion of training. And so there are some positions for us where I look at and I'm like, okay, this is a high turnover job because there's no way someone's going to stay in this position for longer than three or four years. And if I can invest, if I, if I had a Morgan, right, that's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to go all in, I'm going to own this. I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to be high energy and amazing. And I know in the back of my mind that, okay, that's great. And you're going to be perfect for this job, but I know you're not going to last more than two years because you're going to get bored. You're not going to like the way I do things and you're going to want to move on to your own thing. I think I'd be okay with that for certain positions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For other positions, it would just really piss me off. (laughs) Like, Oh, I just spent all this money training you and getting you here. And and there are some positions where, like, I don't want you to go replicate what we're doing because right. then it's like a direct competition. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, mean, I feel like it's like a combo of both. Like, I think it's, I think also it's different when I think about hiring a planner, like, say, to join the collective than it is about hiring someone to work for the Bradford, right? I'm like, you want to replicate the Bradford? Good luck to you. You know, like, it was a lot of work. It didn't make a lot of money for a long time. So I hope you have some deep pockets because it's going to suck for a really long time. You know, but when it comes to, like, say, planning. Right. But the planning issue that I have, and this is, like, maybe, I don't know. Could get maybe could be edited. Probably. (laughs) But the issue that I have with planning is that you have people who think they think that they should be entrepreneurs and they think that they can they're do really it not. and they're really not because you look at it and you say, no, but you, you might need a little bit more freedom in the company. But like what I'm looking at your work ethic and what you can produce, like you still have so much more to learn yeah. and, and, and not even that, but you don't have the right gumption for it. You don't have like the steel balls, quote unquote, to like, to get through it because it's it's just not easy. And I and I do think that. I think Actually, I'm coining grow some ovaries. You don't have the steel oh, ovaries that is true. to get like through it. Yes. <laughs> that I think that is the fallacy in a lot of people. It's like, oh, well, you must make X amount of money. And planning, to me, is the true, like, it is hard, hard to, make money. to make money in planning. And it's so much easier to make money in a venue. It's more black and white to me in a venue. Yeah. Like it's well, very clear. Your profit and loss is very, very clear. Very clear. Yeah. And you can make those changes. But that's what I think is I look at it and it's like, so if I had an entrepreneur, because I do think our collective is filled with a bunch of entrepreneurs and it's worked out really well for us because we've made them partners in our business, but it's the people who think they can be entrepreneurs yeah. and that act in that way and actually are like, oh, you don't understand what it right. means to do it. And I think, so, I think too, just like as a business owner and growing as a business owner, I remember our first time we hired someone full time, I was to run the Bradford. Mm-hmm. I was so nervous because I mean, we didn't take like taking on that salary lightly, right? Like we knew we had a responsibility to this person and it could really ultimately end up, you know, being a big sacrifice for us in the end. And it, and it worked out, right? Mm-hmm. But that person took the Bradford and kind of grew it to a point. And I remember when she told us that she was leaving, like I literally cried because I just like, 
couldn't wrap my mind around like the like semi-permanence of it like what I thought you were always going to be here I can't imagine anybody else in that position like who who's going to take care of the Bradford like you do because I don't want to go back to doing that and we hired somebody else and they elevated it even a little bit more, right? And and they weren't permanent. So they were there for a few years. And I remember when that person was like, you know, I'm thinking of moving on. I was like, all right, fresh blood. Like, what's which, this going to mean? Which is funny because she heard the story about how we cried when last one left. And she's like, are you not upset? And we're like, it's really a testament to who you are. Like, that we're not, we're upset because we're going to miss you personally. But right. We're not upset because you have, you've left the Bradford in a place that we can hand it off to somebody else. Yeah. So there isn't that fear. It wasn't a fear. Right. Which is where the... Tears. I guess the first person was love and fear. It was, it was love and fear. Yeah. We still talk to her. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so it's just, it's like very strange, like on that journey and you like hand off your baby to somebody and you mm-hmm. want for them to take ownership of it, right? Because you want to relinquish some of that ownership and responsibility, but like not too much ownership. So I think it's like a really fine line, honestly. It is a really fine line. And she brought up an interesting point, or I think you did when you were talking about hiring someone that is similar to you. Yeah. And that, oh my gosh, we have learned that lesson so many times. And we've learned, more importantly, what job is great for what personality type. Um, But we, one, I hate, I don't hate sevens because I love my seven sitting next to me, but I will never employ another seven, like a visionary person, unless our our objective is to open up another business. And I would put them as a manager or something, but... Right. Currently, no. And I and I don't really... I mean, does the office need another Courtney, really? No, another <laughs> Courtney. But it doesn't need another Dana. That's absolutely true. <laughs> I mean, that's the truth of it. So, but I, I'm an eight, and I feel like the office could handle another eight. Um, more subtle eight. More subtle eight, yeah. But mm-hmm. I think eights are just, they're, you know, very justice, black, white, strong-headed, but that's a, like, an eight is a great salesperson. Our salesperson might be an eight. I have no idea. Eight or one. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Yeah. But for planning and for like our client interface, and we love threes. Yeah. Our twos. Twos and threes. Yeah. Tend to work out well. But yeah, no, I, we definitely learned that the hard way. Yes. Well, we had someone who didn't really know what their number was, but it was definitely clear that that person wanted to interject their vision into our direction. And it just created a lot of like butting heads. Well, I think you made a really good point here, though, is you said it. She didn't know what number she was. And I think that when you have an employee in in our in this industry that we're in who doesn't really have a strong sense of self. Oh, yeah. And they adopt people they admire because that's what it came down to is she admired who we were. So she wanted to be more like us and started taking on personalities that just weren't really her. Right. And it wasn't authentic and true to who she was and it ended up, you know, blowing up massively terribly you know i think that that is very accurate like not knowing who you are is and i think morgan touched on that yeah like where she finally said i'm i'm not ashamed of this truth that like i've been fired or demoted like i can own this because it is part of who i am it's part of my story yeah i mean i think for me like if i were to tell anybody like just getting started is to like own your shit like i don't have it all together, nor do I pretend to be, nor will I ever have it all together. Because that's just like literally not who I am. It's very true. Like, I am a visionary. I have slight ADHD. Like, slight? I don't know. I, I don't think it's ADHD. I think ADD is better. It, 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 no, it's not hyper. I'm not very hyper. No. But maybe it's ADD. Right. Like, I do have that. Like, it is, I want to get something started, but I do not want to finish it. 
right? But I will like come in clutch when you need help on something right. and I'll troubleshoot the hell out of it and make sure that it happens. Right. So like, that's just literally who I am. And I think there's like having a little bit of a like real talk with yourself as to like, here's my strong suits. Here's my weaknesses. This is where I need support. And if you were going to go down that route of partnership, making sure you're finding someone who's not like you, because Lord knows it would be if there was like two of me, we wouldn't be here. Right. And then if there was two of Dana, we also wouldn't be here. So we wouldn't exist. Right. But I would be in bankruptcy court and Dana would be a teacher, you know? Right. So you definitely have to find somebody that like compliments who you are and having a little bit of an understanding of what makes you tick, I think is important. Yeah. I yeah. That. All I can think of when you're talking about that is <laughs> what are you thinking about? Is I swear there was like a period of time and I, I mean, it's, I say it not as much, but like where my favorite comment to Courtney is don't be an ass. Like <laughs> just don't be an ass. Like there's no need for it because Courtney's superpower is dry sarcasm. Yeah. And so in the most awful moments when you're like, you're just trying to sh- figure out like how to, how to be happy or you're super upset or you're super mad or you're fiery red, like you're raging. She just says some stupid sarcastic comment and you're like, why? Like, <laughs> this is not appropriate. I can't help it. I got to break the tension. I'm like, you know what the situation needs? Every situation needs. It just needs levity. Let's yeah. Back to reality. So levity. It doesn't need levity. <laughs> I don't know. It, it was, it was literally the writing was on the wall for me. And this is just like how intrinsic it is for me it is our neighbor died when we lived on Kenmore street. So this oh, so is we like little, little, like we were like, I was under s- 12. Well, right? I was in second. Oh, you moved. We, I was in first grade. So I was like seven. So you had to have been like nine or 10. Nine or 10. Okay. So I was like nine or 10. And Bob, his name was Bob. He died. And uh, we had to go to his funeral. We knew Bob. And but do you remember this? I 100% remember. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. So we had to go to Bob's funeral. And this, I can't remember the, I don't remember Bob probably because of this particular situation. His wife, obviously very upset. Bob really loved you. Like, come and see Bob. And Do you remember that? Casket. It was open casket. So she is, like, pulling us, like, dragging up to this casket. I did not want to see Bob. I did not want to look at him. And she pulls us up to Bob, and she's like, doesn't he look real peaceful? And I was like, Bob's looking a little green today. <laughs> I mean, even as, like, a seven-year-old, I was like, you don't say that to someone who just lost their husband. And my mother was, like, mortified. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> and it was horrible for sure. But she laughed. She did laugh. She laughed because I mean, she knew me. Yeah, like yeah. at that point, you know. But yeah, like to the core, that is who I am, and I think yeah. that like that explains it right there. Bob's looking a little green today. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but I think it was just traumatic because of what you said, and I was like so like just so ashamed. No, of, like, I can see Bob with his like sister. gum. In his, in his pocket. pocket. Yeah. yeah. He always had gum. Yes. Yeah. It was traumatic. Yeah. Oh, gracious. So, so, yeah. I think the other thing I really loved, and I think it's actually very well mimics our kind of business philosophy, is how she said nothing is a problem unless it gets to the client. Absolutely. Just so true. Which I feel like, like totally flows into like imposter syndrome because I feel like half the time we are just making it up on the fly trying to make it look pretty and put a bow on it. And no one really knows like the wheels that were spinning. Well, yeah, but I think I really feel like it's honestly a mistake a lot of people make 
is, and I know that we've been in many conversations and I've been on email threads where the, where like a planner is just divulging too much information. Yes, oh, like, you don't, they don't need to know this backstory about how we got to where we got to. Dude, they just handled they, Yes. And Courtney's actually the worst with it when she gets nervous. <laughs> I call it verbal diarrhea. <laughs> it's true. So like in 2019, we were getting audited and I was like, Courtney, this is going to be very stressful. And it was very stressful. And I was like, but I can handle it because I, I can handle high stress situations well. And I can talk to them and I can make sure that like everything is kosher. And I did the accounting for the first part of our business. The very brief first part of very, our business. Yeah. It was, it was like five years before the Bradford. Before the Bradford. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Before, before we actually made money. Yes. Right. <laughs> That's right. true. That's true. Any rate, so he's been there and he'd been there for like three days and I made the whole office work from home that week and it was fine. Like I was, we were working well together. We had a great relationship and uh, I told Courtney, you're and under no circumstances are you allowed to come into the office because you're going to start saying something and it's going to raise these red flags. Like, you know, we need to feign some ignorance here. Hopefully they're not listening to this podcast. That's right. And, um... She comes in one day and she just starts talking about some random something. And I was like, get out of the office. The was, name? That name has not even been brought up yet. Yeah. I was like, they do not know about that. Walk away. <laughs> Go get some lunch. <laughs> but it's true. Whenever you're nervous, you just start just talking. True. And it's just, you don't even, it's like this out of body experience, I'm sure, where you just start saying these things and you're like, just stop talking. <laughs> and I think that that is actually true for a lot of people who get nervous mm-hmm. is, and they want to over explain. It's like, it's like that episode where Phoebe's trying to teach Joey how to lie. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you had it until you started talking about the raccoon. Or <laughs> and it's so true. There comes a point where you're like, just, just stop talking. It's, I got to handle it. You don't need to say, oh my gosh, but it took five tries to get this right. And it's barely hanging on by a thread. And we just like stapled that thing <laughs> together. And doesn't it look beautiful? And you're like, they don't need to know that. It's like just, to come crashing down on yeah, them. It's just like, it's great. It was so easy. It took us 10 minutes. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Do this in our sleep. So like the last thing that just kind of talk about, and I love that Morgan said is, and I totally live by this philosophy is that it doesn't have to be perfect. Like things do not have to be perfect to get started. And I think getting back to like the kind of partnership thing is I think that's like so true. Like I am all about like, let's just jump in. Let's do it. Let's just get started. Problems are going to come. We're going to cross those hurdles when they get here. And Dana's like, have you thought about this? Do you have like a 12 point thing? Like how are we going to really get from A to Z? I mean, I really think that you're missing C to Q. Right? Like, have you considered these things? And I'm like, no, we're just going to get started. Yes. But I love that. Like as a, like as an entrepreneurial mindset and even like, even when you think you have everything kind of flushed out, you really don't. You don't. And I think that's, I mean, I don't think as clearly about that necessarily where it's more of, and I think about the Bradford, I, I feel like we thought about it for a really long time and there was a point when we just said, okay, we're going to pull the trigger, but it's not like we just said, okay, we're going to pull the trigger and didn't have like a site plan, didn't get approval from the county, didn't have oh, yeah, land, totally. didn't have didn't have a certain amount of ducks in a row. And so I, I think there's like a, a definitely balance to that. But if I had known the path that we were going to take and the mistakes and the curvy road it would have done, I don't know if I would have, I don't know what, if I would have done it. Cause I would have said, we should have had more money. We should have prepared this better. We should have, we should have done this. And then the window would have been gone and it wouldn't have been the same. And so I feel like there's like that, 
when you when you feel confident enough to know like, hey, I at least know this is going to be somewhat successful or I have a good plan B because we had an amazing plan we B. We did. Dana was just going to have a very big house yeah, with like, a large garage. So we, we felt confident. If it fails, we knew we weren't going to lose everything. You're going to be my neighbor forever. I know. <laughs> um, and so we had, we had some things in place. We felt confident in that sense, but... Mm-hmm. We really, we really didn't have it together. Oh, we had no idea. We had, but we just didn't know. But we didn't have like the perfect landscaping plan. Like we didn't know all the in- intricacies of what our septic. We did until all those be. trees died. So <laughs> all the trees died. That's right. That's right. It was perfect at one point <laughs> for one month. Yes. So I mean, I think that is true. That I think there comes a point when you need to recognize that you have enough confidence in yourself and know that you can do this and that you're going to do it well and just do it. Yeah, I think it's, I kind of think about it like having children. Like when you talk to people and they're like, we have all these ducks in a row, X, Y, Z, I'm going to wait till this point and have this house and this job and whatever. And then I'm going to have kids. It does not matter. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you have all together, what you think, you know, you know, nothing. Right. Right. You're going to have that kid. It's going to put you in turmoil. Like it's going to change everything. So at some point you just have to do it and like take the risk and like, deal with the consequences or like the joys or the life lessons or the joys or There's the no joys, joys right <laughs> that come along the way because it's it's gonna happen you are we are recording this after like weeks of virtual schools so the joys are a little low the joys are low <laughs> at the parents yeah that's true <laughs> like it's a little bit like survival it is like with a little bit of mommy dearest right so yeah totally awesome awesome I- I love Morgan. I mean, if you, she is also someone who is great to chat with. Mm-hmm. Um, she gives so much insight and she's such an encourager. It's a hundred percent accurate when she says she tries to think of this person needs to hear it. She, she just encourages you every single time you see her. So, all right. To learn more about our hustles, visit cndevents.com thebradfordnc.com and hustleandgather.com or follow us on Instagram at CND events at the Bradford NC and at hustle and gather. And if you like this show, be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. This podcast is a production of EarFluence. I'm Courtney and I'm Dana, and we'll talk to you next time on hustle and gather.